Welcome to a special episode of the 412 Double Play Podcast. Today is June 18th. I am, as always, your host, Michael Castrogano. Joining me is my co-host, Ed Wassel, for the first of what I believe will be a three-part series. We will be providing our top 30 prospects in the Pirate System pre-draft based on our opinions of these individual players. Lots of potential projection, but that's pretty much any guy in the minor leagues excited to jump into our first group of 30 through 21 today. Uh, undoubtedly the toughest part of the series. Ed, we've been talking the past few days and uh, both been making a ton of changes to our picks. How are you feeling about your list now that the day has finally come? Still a little nervous, but <laughs> I'm uh, I'm confidently nervous. I'm excited. We'll I've, I've got some where I don't think they... Like I was saying, 21 through 30 is a lot of basically fringe guys. I think the the top 20 are pretty similar for a lot of people's picks. So it'll be interesting to see how they measure up 21 through 30 for both of us. So let's jump right into it. My number 30, left-handed pitcher, Nick Domkowski. So he's 23, signed as an undrafted free agent following a very solid draft for the Bucks last year. So seems unlikely that he would be on this list, but the organization has been aggressively pushing him. He moved from Bradenton all the way to Altoona just this season, really strong strikeout rate, low walk rate kind of numbers. I like to see he's got a fastball change slider. He doesn't have the best stuff on paper. His fastballs in the mid to upper eighties, but he's a control pitcher. And I really like how, his pitching plays as he's been moving up the levels. He's having continued success can potentially be a back of the rotation pitch uh, starting pitcher or uh, like Will Crow type guy. Yeah. I I like him a lot as well. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm betting I'm going to see him on your list, but um, yeah, so he's, he's an Altoona right now. He's, he's, I think, jumping between starting and relief, but he's a guy that I'm keeping an eye on. So who do you have at 30? At 30, I have Jared Triolo. Oh, okay. Third base, uh, play some shortstop, a little bit outfield, batch righty. 24 years old, drafted in 2019, amateur draft in the second round. Mm Mm-hmm. See. He's shown he has some power potential, good speed. Uh, I think we're looking at someone who could potentially be 20 home run, 20 stolen base guy. And you've got him at pick 30? I'm interested to see how, who you've got going forward <laughs> from here. Jeez. Yeah, Triolo, he's definitely got a decent bat, good speed. Uh, he's not actually like super fast but he's he's got good instincts i think and he's very good defensively he's got he got a minor league gold glove at third base last season it was the fourth season in a row that or maybe it was no i think it was last season and then like 2017 through 2019 it went to Hayes. so it was the fourth season technically in a row that the pirates organization had won that so i don't hate that pick so my number 29 right-handed pitcher Poyu Chen. So he's currently with the Bradenton Marauders, international signing in 2020 out of Taiwan, curveball splitter, 
downright nasty at times, strikes out a bunch of guys, limits walks. He's only 20 playing an A ball, so a lot of guys in that league are older than him. Some of them are college guys, fringe. I have a number of international guys on my list, decently high bust potential, especially this far out. But Chen has some really amazing stuff. If you're looking at the breaking stuff as being some of their best pitches, then it's really got a lot of potential for these guys to make it to the big leagues and be successful. Yeah, and I think I think his best pitch is actually a splitter. Yeah, he's curveball splitter. He's also got a fastball, but I feel like the splitter is probably his best. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. I like 29. I like that pick. What 29. Food? The pick I've been dreading <laughs> because I, I truly feel like I, I should not have put him on my list here at no. all. You don't want him at all. I don't want him at all, but I'm going to – it's down, so I'm going to do it. 29, I have Eddie Yeen, uh, okay. right-handed pitcher, uh, 20 years old, acquired from in the Josh Bell trade. Yeah. He's currently in Greensboro, uh, has a plus slider, pretty good fastball, but struggles with command, has been walking a lot of guys. He's got loads of promise and potential. I think if he can just find a way to put it all together, he can be something. I, I... But as a reliever, yeah. and he's just struggled lately, but still really young. Yeah, he's only 20? He he's said? 20. Yeah. Um, he was, at the time of the Bell trade, the higher-end part of that so he's and he's in greensboro so he's playing way above his age level um i i don't think that's bad to have him on the list i haven't seen him on any list i feel like he's kind of fallen off because he's had such control issues yeah and he's fallen off like quick i think when we got him i think he jumped up to like number 11 or 12 on our on the team's uh prospect list I don't know if he was that high, but um, they just—they just dropped him so fast. I mean, he's still really young. I mean, he's gonna—he's gonna struggle some. Yeah, no, but, but he's definitely like in a league where the league average age is around twenty-two, twenty-three, and he's uh, just turned twenty, twenty-one. How old is he? he yeah, he's—he's not, he's gonna be twenty-one in a week. On the 25th, yeah. so... I knew I had someone um, coming up really soon. Yeah, so he's... The ERA is not great, but at, at as we talked about previously on the podcast, the lower levels are for fine-tuning those pitches, and the upper levels of the minors are for getting results with them. So, I... Greensboro, we don't see a lot of the games. I didn't get to watch him with Bradenton last year, so I don't know too much about him. It seems like they are using him more out of the bullpen. Yeah, Possibly I don't think he to... has a start this year. Yeah, I don't think he does either. So it's possible that he's being utilized more for that velocity, power kind of thing. So we'll see. It's it's not – I mean, you, you don't know how he's going to turn out. He could end up being like an impact back of the bullpen kind of guy and, um, you know, turn out like um, – I don't want to say like nightmare, 
but <laughs> you know he he was potentially going to be also from I think the Dominican and uh, you know, was projected as a starting pitcher. Or all this Chapman, Chapman was potentially going to be a starting pitcher. So um, well, he, uh, Revere, Revere was a starting pitcher when he first started. Yeah, I didn't want to go look, back. Look that how that far. turned out. And he didn't have the kind of velocity that we're seeing with guys like Rivero and Chapman and Yeen. I mean, Yeen touches, I think, 99, 100 with his fastball. So that's potentially really solid stuff if he can mix in some off-speed stuff to keep batters off balance. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't been able to see him because Greensboro never broadcast, almost never broadcast. So, um, yeah, I'm not really I, sure what kind of positions they're throwing him either. Are they putting him in high leverage situations, or are they just is he going out to pitch? You know, sixth or seventh, and I'm not really know. sure. So I'll have to look into that. But all right, so my number. What are we on? Twenty eight. Yes, twenty eight. This, this is one. I'm not dreading it based on who I picked. I'm dreading it because I feel like you're going to immediately have this reaction. So this is the youngest guy on my list is outfielder Shaylin Polanco. Now, I think you're going to rag on me mostly because of the last name, because of how frequently you bring up how high I was on Gregory Polanco before he debuted. Now, this Polanco, he was a top international signing for the Pirates in 2020. He got the largest signing bonus at the time. I think probably still largest signing bonus, like $2.1 million. Um, He's still only 18, ton of speed, has a build to add muscle, improve his power, which is already really strong. Uh, he's got a Starling Marte type development long-term, and that's the kind of player I could see him being, like 20 home run, 20 stolen base, similar to what kind of grade you were giving Triolo. And... Um, could end up as a, a center fielder long-term if he pans out. Like I said, with these guys, it's really <laughs> high projection, but he's got a ton of talent, ton of potential. If he puts it all together, uh, I think he's currently playing in the FCL. So it'll, it, it's going to be really cool to see how he develops and how aggressive the organization is pushing him through the system. Yeah. Like you said, it's super young. Uh, not a fan of his last name, but you've already gone over that. I've, I've, but the thing is, I've got shirts that I'll be able to wear again. I was actually, I think I was wearing my uh, El Cafe <laughs> shirt today or last night. And I was like, uh, memories. So uh, who do you have at 28? At 28, I also have, let me double check here before I say it. You yes, also have... Also- I, no, I also, this is also my youngest prospect on the list. Oh. Which is Alexander Mojica. Oh, okay. Uh, 19 years old. Uh, 2018 international free agent signing out of Dominican Republic. Yep. Plays third base and first base. He's a bats righty. Now, early on, he showed superb plate discipline but more recently struggled with strikeouts uh, I think that's just for moving up the levels yeah he was really overmatched I think they put him in 
he was in Greensboro to start the season, I think. No, he's a, he was in Bradenton this year. He, they had him in Bradenton again. Okay. But he's okay. back in the FCL. Yeah, I knew we just – just very – like within the past week, he got sent back down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm also – I really like Mujica. I feel like he needs a little bit more development because we're not really seeing the power. We're not really seeing the plate discipline. Excuse me, plate discipline. Um, he's getting his walks, but it's not – he's striking out a ton and not making yeah. solid contact. So it's it's definitely something where having him take that step back and kind of refocus. Uh, they did the same thing with um, – Michael Escado recently, I believe they took him back. He was in, he may have been in Greensboro and I think they were aggressive promoting him, but he was struggling there and be really young for the league. And uh, that was a similar thing with Mujica. He's 19 and playing in Bradenton where most of the guys there are 2021. 20, so. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he, he has the arm strength to play third, but that's, you know, blocked up for, Next eight years or so. Uh, so slide over to first. If he can get his back back, show bring back the power that he's shown in the past. Yeah. Uh, either play first, potentially DH. The only the only thing I'm concerned well, not the only thing, but the main thing I'm concerned about with these uh, strikeout numbers is he's going to turn into another Mason Martin like player. Yeah, and that's where I think he probably projects to be. He was really good in 2019, seemed like he was going to be shooting up the charts, and then lost the year of development. Some guys came out of that really good, uh, as we talked about previously, like Matt Frazier um, really developed well from that, having that year down and being able to kind of do training on his own. Uh, If you look at his stats in the 2019 season, Mujica – had 37 walks and 34 strikeouts, batted 351. And this is in the Dominican Summer League, but that's a pretty competitive league. Yeah. And he was only 16 at the time. So that hasn't translated over. I don't know if it's specifically because of the lost year. I, like I said, I'm really high in Mujica. I'm hoping he can turn it around. I will be honest, I don't have him on my top 30 because <laughs> I'm not sure of the... Uh, promise that once was with that guy yeah and just looking here i'm not sure if it happened over the past year or since since covid but it looks like he gained like 25 30 pounds which could have really screwed with the swing and his approach at the plate yeah he's coming in about 250 pounds now which is a little heavy for his frame but maybe just something to look at Possibly. Might be onto something with that. Um, going to 27 with mine. Next pick, I have outfielder Braylon Bishop. So he was picked 14th round, 2021. So it was uh, 403rd pick overall. He almost immediately tweeted something like, guess I'm going to Arkansas because he was committed to University of Arkansas or something like that. So <clears throat> I don't think many Pirates fans thought he was going to sign. He was ranked as a top 100 prospect pre-draft, something like 96, 97. But the fact that he was picked in the 14th round made it seem like that wasn't going to happen. Felt like a reach with that draft pick. But Pirates went over slot, signed him, made it happen. 
He's a left-hander, strong swing, room to continue developing with some of the other high school draft picks from that class. He's currently in the FCL. He already has a home run in the week since that started. He's got a speed power mix. Um, Really athletic player, kind of like Lonnie White light. So I'm excited to see him grow within the organization and and see what kind of steps he's going to take forward on from here. Yeah. I think he, he was probably the surprise of that draft. He was the big surprise that he signed. Yeah. Like, I don't know what his, how strong he made his commitment sound, but I mean, you throw enough money at a kid. It's kind of hard to pass up. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think they, they went like a quarter million over slot. So maybe he went like, 580, 580,000 that they signed him for to pull him away. So, I'm, I mean, that's way lower than what they gave to like Baba Chandler and Salamito and Kellington, guys like that. But, um, very athletic, ton of talent, um, already showing it off in the FCL. So, lots of uh, potential with him. So, 27, who do you have? this spot 27 i have a mr cody bolton okay uh 24 year old currently in indianapolis drafted in 2017 sixth round uh putting up a solid 2022 campaign he has what i believe are all average to above average pitches if he can lower his walk rate a little bit i think it'd really benefit him but uh he's really shaping up to be a back end of the rotation arm, and I think he fit really well there. No, I think they've been using him as a mix of um, starting relief, right, in Indianapolis. Uh, I thought he was mainly starting, but he could be. He, he is mainly starting, but I think I've seen him popping in with some relief spots. Um, currently has a 297 ERA there. It seems like he's going to be the next guy him, Bay, maybe at some point Mason Martin, the next guy off, not currently on the 40-man to be called up because I feel like he can be I mean, I'm going to keep saying it like that Will Crow role, hopefully better. Crow got the loss today in the game against the Giants, came in and just immediately blew up. Quintana had a really good start and just Crow didn't care. So, yeah, yeah Bolton as a top 30 pick um, having him at 27, I, I don't hate that. I think that he can contribute to the team. Like you said, potentially back of the rotation arm. Um, will be interesting to see. Cool. All, All right. right. 26. My next pick. It's another um, lower level kind of guy. I think this is the last one for a while. <clears throat> I have Carlos Jimenez, right-handed pitcher. So he's another international signing, this time from back in 2018. He's got a mid-90s fastball paired with an above-average change and wipeout curveball. Ton of break. Currently pitching in Bradenton. He's only 19, so he's, once again, pretty young for that level. Could see him move up to Braid, uh, excuse me, to Greensboro this season. Um, he's, he's got really strong stuff. The numbers, like the stat lines, aren't necessarily going to show the whole picture, but he is really talented for his age. Uh, I'm excited to see him jump up the charts going forward. 
see what he does against even better competition. Yeah, I mean, it, so far, a career ERA below three. Uh, 134 strikeouts and just 105 innings, so it's, it's definitely not bad. They're not jumping yeah. off the page, but <laughs> by no means yeah. is it is it anything to scoff at. No, I agree. It just if you look at it, I mean, Bradenton's got like that lower level kind of quality guys. His walk rate is a little bit on the higher side. That's something that I'm hoping that he continues to work on. But he's he's striking out on average like twelve and a half per nine. So it's like he's he's got some real put away stuff. At I think his floor is a back end bullpen guy, but he should be middle rotation if he can continue to hold all three pitches with like strong quality, like he has right now. Yeah, still young, still has a lot of time to progress. So twenty six. What do you have to follow that up? 26, I have – oh, man, I know I'm going to butcher it. Tanaj Thomas? Uh, no, you said it right. Tanaj Thomas. Okay. Okay. Uh, right-handed pitcher, currently in Altoona, 23 years old. Uh, he was acquired from Cleveland in 2018 via trade. I don't remember exactly who was uh, in that deal. We got Tanaj Thomas and Eric Gonzalez, and we sent over – Oh, it was a minor league outfielder. Something with Arizona now. With an L? Well, now I got to look it up. Yeah, I want to say his last name started with an L. All right, tell me more about Tanash Thomas. But uh, anyway, has a great four-seam fastball that has uh, touched triple digits. Shown to have a solid slider at times. If he can hone that a little bit. But would really benefit if he can develop his changeup, which hasn't progressed at all since he's come over to the team. Uh, yeah. Not sure if he sticks as a starter or maybe has to move into the bullpen. I think they've but... been exclusively using him as a bullpen piece. So it was Jordan Leplo and Max Moroff who were traded to the Indians. Okay. Then Indians, now Guardians. So Leplo's the one who I think is with the Diamondbacks now. And I, yeah. I, Thomas, I thought they were Tom... still using him as a starter. I don't think so. Um, he's he's been having some real struggles with control, and um, he, like you said, with his fastball, it is he throws it hard. Uh, he's out of I think the Bahamas. Yeah, the Bahamas, and um, he has this season. Start, he started one game, but it was like an opener role. I think he pitched about one inning. Maybe one and a half, one one point one, one point two, something like that. Um, so he's mostly in that one to two inning range this season. Okay. So he's still striking him out about a batter an inning, but he's you know in twenty one and two thirds innings he's got eleven walks. So the walks are an issue. He's giving up the long ball. Um. He's mostly being used kind of at like the end of game, but not necessarily in a closer situation. So, I, I, yeah. 
like Clemson struggles with his control. He's throwing fire. Yeah, he's he's got great stuff. I just don't. Uh, this is something like with Mujica, where I don't know if he's able to put it all together. And he's another guy who I've been really high on in the past, and I don't have on my list currently because I just haven't seen that him taking the next step. I feel like them moving him up to Altoona was more like, show us what you've got, or we're going to have to cut you and not, we believe in your abilities. Yeah. Because I, I don't know that he's showing that yet. So he has the potential to be a back end of the bullpen kind of guy. Uh, I tried to, with my list. I tried to shy away from guys who seem like they're going to end up being in the bullpen because I do see the value in that. But I think that there's more value in being either a starting pitcher or someone who can contribute both offensively and defensively. So to not yeah, Thomas, I, for I me, think it's it's a lot easier to find a bullpen piece than it is a starter. Yeah, that Thomas but, for me seems like an eighth or seventh or eighth inning. Like his ceiling right now for me is a ninth inning guy, but I he's he's still got to make some steps forward to get there. Yeah. So, once again, don't hate the pick. I, he's got a ton of talent. I I really want to see him put it all together. I haven't seen it yet. So twenty five for me. I'm moving up to the major leagues with this one, with outfielder Cal Mitchell. So this is less projection, more happy with what I've been seeing. He was a second-round pick in 2017 out of high school. He's only 23, less than 75 major league at-bats already. But uh, he's really been showing up. I mean, we've seen a lot of rookies this year with Sawinski. Now, Paguero came up. I'm sure both of us are going to be mentioning him probably in the third episode. Um, the arm for Mitchell is the concern for me. It's not great. I've seen a couple throws where he kind of just like loops it in when he really needs to get a lot more behind it, but the glove is solid. He's shown that there's power in the bat. He's had a couple home runs. He's been able to hit the ball to the gaps, push singles to doubles, take extra bases, still learning the ropes. I think he can at least be serviceable in the outfield in the bigs. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be on this team, if he's going to be in a fourth outfielder kind of situation because we have such depth. And, um, you know, being at 25, I obviously do have other outfielder options ahead of him on this list. I don't know how you feel about Mitchell currently. I like Mitchell. I think he's going to be a plus defender in both right field and left field, uh, wherever he's needed on any given day there. Uh, I like his bat-to-ball skills. But as you mentioned, the arm, I'm not sold on his arm yet. Yeah, and I i don't know if maybe I've just seen a couple bad throws, but I just don't. Like, if you compare him next to Swaggerty, Swaggerty's got a strong arm. Reynolds is okay. It's middle of the road. So Winsky has a really strong arm. Um, CSN has a pretty strong arm. It, it, like, his, his throwing motion from outfield. Like, Mitchell of those five has the worst graded arm. Yeah, and maybe maybe he's just better suited to play left. Don't need the best arm to play left. Yeah. But... Possibly. I, I wouldn't hate him in left and Sawinski in right. Um, I really like Sawinski defensively, though. And, and the advanced metrics right now aren't showing it, but 
because I think he's still at like zero or maybe minus one outs above average. And um, but he, he made a diving catch today and then almost threw out the runner at first, trying to get back. So I, Sawinski, I'm hoping that his batting average kind of boosts up. He's not a prospect anymore, so not going to show up on any either of our lists. Um, really happy with what I see from him, Mitchell. Significant setback from Sawinski overall defensively. Though maybe can hit for a higher average. Yeah, we'll see. That said, 25, what do you have at that spot? 25, I have Po Yu Chen. Oh! Who I I believe we went over already. We did, yeah. So that is our first of the list. Or first that each of us have on our list here. Yeah, you had him a bit higher than me. I I kind of, my 26 through 30, I went with more projectable guys. And then um, 25 on is a little bit more on the higher levels. Because there's so many of the guys in the lower levels that we just haven't even really been able to see. Um, a lot of the international picks. Uh, po Yu Chen, really good stuff. Uh, obviously don't hate that you have him on there because I should have known when you mentioned about his splitter <laughs> that you had him on your list. So it's funny. Uh, yeah, Po Yu Chen at 25. That's a good spot for him. I, I can see him moving up the list very quickly um, this season or next. Yeah. So that's at 24. Uh, I think you're going to like this pick. <gasps> I have Matt Gorski. I like Matt Gorski. Matt Gorski, he's currently in Altoona. We talked on the podcast last week that he's a potential future at first base. Second round pick in 2019, so missed his major development with the pandemic, eliminating the 2020 season. He's having a breakout season at age 24, a little bit older. Power has been showing up in a big way. Last season in Greensboro, he had 17 home runs and 358 at-bats. He matched that total in only 126 at-bats with Grasshoppers. And he added four more in 75 at-bats with Altoona. He currently leads all affiliates in home runs. He's also maintained a solid average and sports a walk rate north of 10%. Want to see him continue moving up the ranks, continuing to rake. This is kind of a big jump for him overall because he wasn't really putting it all together in the previous season. But like I said, with missing 2020, being drafted in 2019 out of college, it's a tough situation for guys like that. And, and I feel like we're going to be running into guys who kind of get lost in the mix because of that lost 2020 season of development. Gorski hopefully isn't going to be one of those. Yeah. I think he's going to climb the ranks pretty fast. Like you said, that last season probably really hurt his development, but it just took him an extra season to get, get his feet back underneath him. But yeah, he's been balling out this year. Yeah. Like ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Really excited. Like I said, hopefully it's going to continue and we're going to be seeing more from him. So, 24, what do you have? 24, I have Rodolfo Nolasco. Ah, okay. Uh, Outfield. Currently in Bradenton. Only 20 years old. Spends most of his time in right field. Bats righty. Uh, Signed as an international free agent in 2018 out of Dominican Republic. Mm Mm-hmm. So far, he's what I've seen is displayed uh, really good patience at the plate. 
last season in the Florida Complex League, walked 15.9% of the time, but did strike out 26.2% of the time. Not a great rate. But he only struck out 11.5% of the time in 2019. So once again, that 2020 season that was lost could have really set him back. Uh, He's got good raw power, above average arm, and I think he plays well in right field. Yeah. um, My concern is that he just misses the ball too much. Like, has he had a season yet where he hit above 200? Let me see. So, okay, so he's batting 198 this season in um, rookie ball last year. who's at 284, and then he's at 302 in the Dominican Summer League in 2019. Um, yeah, there, there's a ton of potential. He has been putting the ball on the ground a little bit more often lately, and like you said, he strikes out a ton. And yeah. Man, striking out a ton at A ball. Like, he, he is a higher-ranked prospect. Um, certainly a guy that's been talked about for a number of years. I just worry about the swing and miss issues becoming an, an even bigger problem as he moves up the ranks. Because Bradenton's really, like, the T-ball of the affiliates. Well, I, so. I'm really hoping that it's a lot of it is due to that miss season. Yeah, and it's possible. Like you said, he, he's he's got so much athleticism. And uh, I think that the organization is going to give him every opportunity to try and make that happen. Um, his batting average on balls in play has dropped a lot. He's got the speed to be able to outrun those infield hits. So um, I, I, I don't hate Nolasco on this list. I feel like that's a lot of projection in... Um, playing above what his stat lines have been showing. And I'm hopeful that he makes it happen. Um, Maybe he's just having a rough season. All right. Moving on to 23. 23. Who do I have for 20? Oh, 23. I have uh, currently in Greensboro, Jacob Gonzalez. Oh, okay. Yep. Didn't so, expect to see him on your list. Really? Yeah. I mean, similar to Gorski, he's having a breakout season. Minor League Rule 5 pick last year, bumped up from Bradenton Greensboro. Strong start at the low level. He's on the older side. He's already 23 at high A, but hitting really well. He's a year behind Gorski overall. Was drafted in 2018 uh, instead of 2019, but like they're – I, he's a year younger than Gorski, so I feel like he's on a similar trajectory. Could be aggressively pushed again to Altoona by the end of the year. He currently has a 336, 385, 540 line in Greensboro. It's a hitter-friendly park, but he's not just hitting home runs. So he's getting on base, he's getting singles, he's getting doubles. I think he's got a triple or two. Um, we've talked about him regarding this talent previously that he's Luis Gonzalez's son. He's got good genes, good bloodline. That's not everything, but um, the, I'm hoping that this isn't a flash-in-the-pan type situation season, and he proves why he was a former second-round draft pick um, and potentially 
future first baseman for the Pirates. Yeah, I've, we both know how much I like him. Yeah, him him and Gorski both have a ton of talent. Gorski more on the power side, Gonzalez more on the um, ability just overall to get on base. So I, I, I'm really high on both of them. Based on your surprise, I'm guessing Gonzalez is not going to show up on your list. But that's he is 21 not. through 30. Yeah, the 21 through 30 is a lot of uh, projections. So you just never know. I do like it, though. Cool, cool, cool. All right, 23, who do you have? All right, 23. Could be a bit of a stretch here. I have – I may butcher this name. Uh, Sung Chi Chang. Oh, that's a great pick. Uh, he was signed as an international free agent in 2020 out of Taiwan. Currently in Bradenton. Uh, play, I believe, shortstop. Could yep. play second and third. Uh, he's, a, he's a real toolsy shortstop. Really good hitting ability. Above average arm. Has good eye at the plate. He had a minor setback, I believe, his first year coming over. Like the first game, he was hitting the face or hitting the ball by a pitch, so missed a little bit of time there. But I believe he was uh, – I'm trying to think of what league he played in. Could have been the Dominican League where they, they won the championship. If I'm not mistaken that year. Oh, I don't know. Um I know he's in rookie ball last year, and um, he, he a lot of guys are really high on him. He was borderline to make my list. Yeah, I, um, I wish I would have wrote it down because he went, he won a, like two championships the same year with the uh, in the two different leagues. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, um, yeah, he's got uh, a really good mix. Uh, he's on the shorter side. Five yeah, seven. He's, he's only five seven. But, but he, uh, he has shown the ability to uh, to unlock a little bit of power for that small frame that he sits in. Yeah. Yep, and he's got pretty good patience at the plate. Um, I, I I really like that pick. He's he's gotten injured. He's injured earlier this season, so he just came back from the injured list like earlier this week. So getting to see him again, um, I'm eager to see what he can bring. Bradenton's lineup overall is kind of subpar, so I'm hoping he can be like a spark plug, plug there. But oh yeah, I re- I really like that pick. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I was just like bashing up, like oh I'm Alaska, oh Thomas, oh Mojica, <laughs> which I really like all three of those guys. I just and I, I feel like they're underperforming. Some of these reactions. <laughs> I just I, I I genuinely like all of your picks being the only one that I actually picked myself so far. Um, I, I just feel like they're underperforming, and I'm like, okay, there's other guys who I think may be more deserving of, in my mind. But that's the thing. These are our personal picks for who we think are the best, you know, 21 through 30 guys in the system. So, yeah. once again, 20 through one. Professional scouts. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to match up a lot in the top 20. Because I feel like, and I'm still going to keep tweaking my guys, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to say like the top 15 will probably match up a lot. Possibly. 15, I'm, I'm, interested to, I'm interested to see how high you have G1 Bay. 
Oh, you don't want to know. And they're just like, all right, he's number three behind (laughs) Lake Sable (laughs) and Poe Yuchen again. Ah, he's on my list twice. He's twice as good. (laughs) Twice. Uh, 22. Uh, For my list on this, I have another upper levels guy currently in AAA. Outfielder, Madras. So he was a ninth round pick in 2017. So he's been in the system for a while. Uh, been mostly in the outfield. Moved to first base recently. He's had some growing pains defensively, still hitting. He's not going to be a power bat. He's only got a handful of home runs. But he walks at an 11.6% clip. Strikes out under 20%. So he's pretty much the anti-Mason Martin but with a near 400 on base percentage and 920 OPS from the left side of the plate, you're going to take that over what we've seen from the major league options thus far this season. So I am hoping at some point in time, we see this season, Yoshi DFA and Bly Madras takes his spot on the 40 man. Yeah. I can definitely see him being the platoon with a uh... Chavis Chavis. Yeah. Was blanking there. Because Chavis has been mashing lefties. But we have no one to throw in there against righties. Yeah. Yeah, and so. which is ironic because we have such a lefty-heavy lineup uh, across the board, but not at first base. Right. I, I mean, I guess Bogey could be there, but I don't know how good he is defensively. Yeah, I don't think they trust him. So, Sheltie should totally do it. Yeah. So... All right, 22, second to last pick of the night. What do you have? 22, I have Blake Sable. It's funny that you just mentioned him. Oh, oh <laughs> uh, Currently in Altoona, 24 years old, drafted in the seventh round, 2019. I really like his fielding versatility because he can play catcher first base in some outfield. Uh, not the fastest, so I see him either spending his time behind the plate or at first base. Uh, Got real good size. Showing some decent power. And he's been, he's been moving up, moving from the organization this year. So. I mean, I'll be honest. I love me some Blake Sable. (laughs) I feel like he's, he's got like all the pieces in place to be successful. He, like you said, defensively not great behind the plate, but if he can somehow make it work as a catcher, even if he's like a backup catcher or, you know, when Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez are both in the majors, the the three of them all kind of cycle in being catcher and being other positions like DH, outfield, first base, whatever. Yeah, he could play like, perfectly as that like emergency catcher. Yeah. Yep, hundred percent. Way better than Josh Van Meter. Yeah, that, I mean that's a perfect role for him. Whether he's DH, first base, preferably not outfield, but if he has to go out there for a game or, you know, whatever. I don't think he's been terrible in the outfield. Definitely been worse behind the plate, but right, he's um, just a little slow. Yeah, you're right. He's six four, two twenty five. Like he's he's a bigger dude out there, so uh, that's understandable on that. Love that you at least included Blake Sable on your list. So moving to 21. And uh, so now I know we're not going to match up on any of our picks tonight. 
21, I have Jared Triolo. Okay. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what his ceiling is. So like you said, like we were talking about earlier, he got minor league gold glove last season at third base. Was picked in 2019, pretty high competitive balance pick. Doesn't have stats that blow you away, but he can play a bunch of different positions. They've moved him between uh, third base and shortstop, at least this season. Doesn't have a lot of raw power, walks a lot, doesn't strike out much. Decent speed, great defense. So I think at the worst, he could be a utility type player, late innings, defensive substitution, somebody that they can bring in as like a Clint Barmas kind of uh, situation when you're ahead by, you know, two or three runs, want to make sure that you can um, hold the fort because, you know, or O'Neill Cruz or Paguero is playing shortstop and we need somebody who can actually play good defense there. <laughs> so, so are you not, do you not see 2020 potential? I, I don't see it with the home runs. You're saying 2020 home runs, stolen bases, right? Yeah, I could see him hitting twenty doubles and hit, and stealing twenty bases, but um, I don't I don't think he's going to put up twenty home runs. For one, I don't think he's going to get the opportunities to do it because he's not gonna he's not gonna have the overall numbers for it. So, but considering you had him at thirty and I have him at twenty one, I guess I value him more than you do. Well. I, yeah, I guess I have to agree with you on that, even though I disagree with you. <laughs> so I, I think that but, he'll uh, be hitting more for average. He's going to get those gap singles, get some doubles. Uh, and like I said, his defense is going to be the bigger boost. Like Hayes on his own, if he was just average offensively, would be worth like two or three wins just on his defense. I think Triolo can be that kind of player. I don't know if it's going to be with the Pirates as like a utility player, late innings defense substitution, or if it's going to end up being with a different organization as a, as a rebuilding, but he's able to play you know, defense successfully. All right. Go ahead. Typical uh, average at-bats per season, what, 600? For an everyday player, yeah, about For an everyday 600. Player. Yeah. So last year he had 421 at bats, racked up 15 home runs. Yeah, but that was in Greensboro. I don't care where it was. Greensboro <laughs> is a real hitter's park. How many of them were at home? I don't know. I don't Probably have most those. of them. I don't have those splits here. Yeah, it's hard to get that kind of splits, but um, yeah, he's he's not bad. I just don't – there's not a ton of power that I think he's going to come out with. Like, how many home runs does he have so far this season? One. Yeah. And he's already 217 at-bats in. Yeah, all you got to do is go on a streak, though. Yeah. But uh, he actually went seven home runs at home last year and eight away. No, it's not a bad split. No. But he's got a 267, 352, uh, 318 split. So his slugging is lower than his on-base percentage was, you know, he's only got nine extra base hits on the year. So I, he's kind of the prototypical leadoff hitter. Maybe he, you know, slots in as the Marcano kind of guy who's going to be able to hit for average, steal bases. Uh, he's got 11 stolen bases on the season so far, had 25 last year, and um, just kind of is the table setter for you. 
Yeah, could be. All right, 21, last pick of the night. Who do you have? Well, 21 is going to be pretty uneventful because it's Cal Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> we've already discussed. Well, go ahead and give me your rundown on him. I pretty much have the same rundown as you, except what did I put here? The, the only major difference that I wrote down that we didn't mention, which just, just you know, personal – personal thing is I feel like he, he doesn't crumble under pressure. Uh, he's shown... He, yeah, you know, didn't being, he have a walk-off home run the other day? or Well, he had, he had the... Um, he broke up the no-hitter. To break up the no-hitter, yeah. Uh, and I just think of being left off the 40-man this past off season, Not knowing whether or not you're going to get taken in the Rule 5 draft. Probably thinking in your head, well, you know, Team doesn't think that highly of me. They put this other guy on there and left me out. That could really screw with you. Yeah. But I, you know, he's going to overcome it. And on the for a year. Play. Yeah. No, and probably, he came back. He had a really good season so far. So definitely deserved his promotion up to the bigs. So. All right, well, that wraps it up for us with our 21 through 30. Join us next week. We'll be going uh, 11 through 20. Going to be a lot more big names. Uh, thank you for joining us. For everyone here at the 412 Double Play Podcast, I'm Michael Castrogano. You can follow us on Twitter at 412 Double Play. Follow Ed at Ed underscore Wassel. Continue listening to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And from all of us here at 412 Double Play Podcast, thank you for joining us, and let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks.